The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change, a public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org. Today on our show, we're spotlighting the newly renamed Pam Cut. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I'm talking to John Richardson, who is a uh, podcast expert, but also an associate director of creative programs at Pam Cut. And I think we got we have to start well first off, how are you doing, John? I'm doing great. How are you, Phil? Good, real good. We have to start with Pam Cut because uh that is that is part of what we will be talking about today. Um we are you are trying to I don't this this sounds the wrong way maybe, but shed some skin and uh move move into the next chapter. People might be more familiar with Northwest Film Center, um, but it is it is you've rebranded uh, Portland Art Museum, Center for Untold Tomorrow. Yeah, Center for an Untold Tomorrow. That's right. And now, you know, I think that some some artists have done their best work after rebrands. Uh, Muhammad Ali, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, Prince. <laughs> um, all right, there's a lot to talk about here. But w- what's the same, uh, and what does this free you up to do? Yeah, thanks for asking. So it's been a really interesting part of the process. And uh, just to give you a little bit of background, I was actually with the Portland Art Museum for uh, several years, about five, little over five years before moving over to the, the Pam Cut or Northwest Film Center, Center side of things. And uh, I was included as part of the the renaming uh, committee. You know, there were a lot of us who were involved working with the Skylight Collective, an organiza- a local organization that was helping us try and figure out the right identity to, to try and really tell people who we are and what we're about and uh, just shed some light on, you know, what the opportunities are moving forward. Uh, you know, the Northwest Film Center is you know certainly a big part of the the Portland creative community center and uh being part of the Portland Art Museum for such a long time was you know a really cool part of uh what the Northwest Film Center was all about and it was definitely made very clear at the beginning of 2020 at the beginning of the pandemic that the the line between the film center and the Portland Art Museum needed to be blurred to the point of its non-existence. You know, we were creating more unity between the two, I'd say two organizations, even though they really are all one. And um, the name change was a big part of, you know, really removing that line. And 
Amy Dotson, who uh, joined onto the team just a few years ago uh, after uh, Bill Foster retired in, I believe, 2018. And Amy, can I cut in real sure, fast? Sure, please. Yeah, I, yeah, I, you know, I want to put that. I, I don't want to hang the whole hat on on that story, but I do think it's sure. Important. Um, you know, there's some insider baseball stuff going on. Of uh, course, yeah. Bill uh, Foster is a, a major player uh, in the you know, in the Portland creative community for such a long time. Uh, yeah, we count, I think, you know, you can almost use one whole hand to count the decades. Uh, yeah, he, he, for 40 years he was with the uh, the, the film center. Absolutely. And, and you know, and, and a lot, you know, a lot has, has, there's stability is wonderful, but also a lot has changed in uh, sensibility of, of arts and presentation. Uh, you know, and Amy Dotson, uh, came in as you said uh, almost you know four five years ago. Um, came... I think only like three, maybe three, three and a half or so. Yeah, <laughs> right, like right. less. Yeah, it's yeah. My time warp. My time. Yeah. My apologies <laughs> for my time warp. We all um, have uh, COVID pandemic uh, time. You know, time brain. Nothing. And, nothing <laughs> computes exactly exactly right. You know, and, and, and no, no maligning of Bill whatsoever, but, but you, know, I, you know, turning over the compost a bit. Uh, sure. You know, and Amy came in with, with a lot of uh, excitement and ideas and uh, coming from, from New York. And um, I, I, I have to imagine that was uh, name change or no name change was going to reflect a big uh, difference. Absolutely, yes. I mean, uh, I'm not going to give everybody Amy's uh, resume. Uh, surely you can look all that information up <laughs> online. But, uh, you know, she definitely comes with a fresh perspective and a lot of uh, familiarity with where cinema and cinematic storytelling is heading. And the the name change is all part of that, too, because as you might be able to tell the word film is is no longer part of the name, but it's certainly still part of our core. And as you were asking before, what's the same, what's different? You know, we're still definitely going to be screening films, uh, some on film whenever we have the opportunity. And, uh, you know, finding thematic programming to, to bring our audience in, but we're also bringing the movie into the audience's, you know, surroundings. We're trying to find experiential ways for people to uh, be part of the film if that's what they are there for, where there's it's not just sitting down and, and looking straight ahead at a screen. There's something else going on, and that's kind of where we're going with this. And, you know, Amy has a very forward-thinking mentality when it comes to you know, how uh, we experience anything. And sitting in a meeting with her is an experience. You know, you never, you know, it's never just a straightforward conversation. It's always, you know, Amy-fied. And that's what's going on here is there's a, there's a, an experiential leveling up of going to see a movie. And in addition to that, and you've been able to see this if anyone's been uh, at the museum or following along with the film center the past few years, you know, really experimenting with VR. We were the only U S location for the Venice VR expanded. 
um, for two years. And we also uh, have a partnership with the Phi Center in Montreal for our VR to go program where people can rent out preloaded headsets with uh, a bunch of uh, curated uh, VR pieces to take home and experience on your own time. And that's been a really cool thing that we've been able to do since we've been, you know, expanding what it means to have a cinematic experience. And it's that's just the beginning. Yeah, you know, for me, I mean, content and context are always really important, right? So both the content of, of what is being presented, but then the context of it. And I, and I think certainly one of the dividends of the pandemic, of, of coming out of the pandemic, has been how films uh, and art events... I mean, have the capacity to to build community, to engage, um, you know, as as opposed to and again, not maligning uh, Netflix, but uh, n- not sitting on my sofa and and watching a movie. That's a very different experience to be down in Zindel Yards at a drive-in at Cinema Onbound than it is to be, uh, you know, watch watching uh, and 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 I think film festivals historically have had that capacity to bring community together to, to again, that content and context. Um, but all of that has shifted, uh, or, or, or at least we're turning a corner here after the pandemic. Uh, and it seems as if uh, Pam Cut, um, leading edge, is that okay to say? Is that too much flattery? <laughs> if you want to say it, that's okay with me. <laughs> I'm not going to be the one to say it. I, you know, but I think it's important. I mean, thinking about how uh, stories, films, whether it's VR, whether it's traditional, uh, uh, you know, one hour, 50 minute running time film. Sure. Uh, is presented, uh, is, is, is important. And Pam Cut, as I understand it, is, is you are retaining uh, the film classes, the summer programs. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. But, yeah, and- but adding... But adding, exactly. So uh, for our summer camps this year, uh, which, you know, registration is open and they're selling fast. It's kind of amazing. You know, we do have things like stop motion animation and we have a fashion filmmaking uh, camp uh, taught by uh, Fuchsia Lin, who's who's incredible. You know, but we also do have a podcasting summer camp and a DJing summer camp, uh, which is being led by DJ Ambush. And what's also cool about the DJing summer camp, we have one for kids and we've got one for adults to have like a summer camp experience of their own. So that's going to be a lot of fun, too. And um, we yeah, being able to do these summer camps is something that's been part of the film center's DNA for such a long time. And it's it's fun. It's great to engage with the community and with with kids who who want to learn how to flex their creative muscles a little bit. And we're really putting an emphasis on things that these kids can do with what they have at home uh, whenever possible. So instead of you know using you know fancy equipment for stop motion, it's you know an iPad where they might have access to something like that at home, and you know really teaching them the fundamentals using things that they could do on their own after they leave the camp and, and wow their friends and teach their friends, hopefully. Yeah, you know, I, th- I think for uh, people who can be uncomfortable with change, which I, I, I sometimes can be in that camp, uh, mm-hmm. learning more about Pam Cut, I'm realizing that in some ways it's a, it's a yes and proposition, right? So as you, sure. were, just, as you were just talking about, John, that is, it is still all the uh, um, quote-unquote traditional classes, uh, it is still film festivals, um, but it is also 
uh, everything. Is that fair to say or or? Yeah, of course, it's fair to say, Uh, you know, we certainly don't want to uh, make anybody feel like we're, you know, losing touch with where we came from, because that's not true at all. And, you know, I certainly also want to emphasize that we have an entire department that's dedicated to local artists. So, uh, you know, we we ran our sustainability labs that actually was uh, put out nationally uh, and we're we're taking applications now for the second round. And there are some local uh, creators mixed in there, as well as some from all over the country, maybe some in Canada. I can't remember exactly where everybody is from, but it's you know, a really, a really exciting thing to, to find our friends in the community and really partner up to kind of boost them as much as possible. So uh, whether it's with our sustainability labs or, uh, you know, we're also open to what our friends in the community are looking for and need and, you know, working with us to kind of create platforms for that, which is really exciting. And we're going to go to music break in just a second here. But before we do, I want to talk a little bit about um, the curation and, and uh, how, how that has changed, expanded, contorted. Um, mm. You know, I, I certainly looking at some of the, uh, the cinema on Bound, um, you know, sorry to bother you. Uh, uh, yeah, just, so that's la- that was last year's uh, right. summer. Yeah, so sorry to bother you. Yeah, what a great film, huh? Yeah, wonderful. It's I mean, wild, surreal. Uh, you know, for it's it's uh, for those who haven't seen it, certainly recommend it. I mean, a black marketer. You know, he he finds some success by using what he calls his white voice, right? Uh, uh, as voiced by David Cross, and then just kind of yeah. oh oh oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't make that connection. Yeah, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, it's Lakeith Stanfield is the uh, the star of the film. It's it's really fantastic. It's uh, yeah, it really takes a look at code switching and it goes in places that you would never. Be- I, if I started to explain things that happened in that movie, you'd <laughs> be like surreal. changing the station right now. Uh, you know, and, and then at the same time, in last year's uh, lineup was the Iron Giant. You know, sure, late yeah. 80- Late 90s uh, animation, you know, sort of set in the 1950s and war and technology, um, you know, not 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 the usual suspects uh, in terms of and, and I don't mean the movie. I mean, not, not, not <laughs> well, the, correct. Not it the is normal... also not the usual suspects. <laughs> right. You know, who's the, curating and well, how, how is that decision being made? That's a great question. You know, we uh, just to kind of speak about the, the summer series. We want to make sure that we appeal to a large audience, and so we do want to program things that are more of a of a genre film, uh, and we also want to have things that are family friendly, and you know maybe having certain nights that are family nights and certain nights that are going to be X, Y, or Z. And I think that uh, something that's I don't know especially important to consider for programming like that is is to to access many different voices and uh and not just include the typical hollywood voices that you normally hear from and uh we're currently working on our programming for our upcoming summer series so keep an eye out and ear out for for that that should be announced very soon and um currently the programming for that it's you know uh it's all of us together kind of looking at it uh you know with a very critical eye and we are in contact with a lot of our colleagues at the Portland Art Museum 
to see if uh, anybody has certain thoughts about the programming that we have in mind. And that's been a really uh, kind of special thing, especially for me, somebody who came from the museum, you know, continuing to work with our colleagues there and, you know, strengthening our bond and making them f know that they are included is uh, a really, um, I think, unique thing that's been happening more and more lately. So uh, currently we are um, a team of just about six of us, which is uh, uh, daunting but exciting. And we are uh, looking forward to um, bringing in new, new voices and, and new people onto the staff uh, in time. But uh, until then for programming, you know, aside from just us, we do intend to look out to guest programmers and, and look out to uh, people locally and also nationally and internationally to, um, you know, work with us to figure out the best ways to program, um, especially when it comes to like thematic programming. So it's it's interesting to to think about i mean amy is the the seasoned programmer amy dotson is our seasoned programmer in the bunch so you know whatever ideas we have amy takes a look at it and you know makes any adjustments and uh it's a really exciting opportunity for me somebody who grew up obsessing over movies and i you know went to school for film studies and this is the first time in my career where you know watching movies is you know, part of my job and uh, getting to explore new things and, and getting to think about how, what do we pair with other films to uh, strike up a conversation, you know, the Iron Giant and Sorry to Bother You, you know, why are these being shown? And that's, that's why I love what I get to do in, in my, in my position at the, at Pam Cut. John Richardson is the Associate Director of Creative Programs at PAMCUT, uh, formerly Northwest Film Center. And after this program, I'm never going to say that Northwest Film Center again. I'm going to fully move into the future. Uh, let's take a quick music break. Do you want to set us up with the song? Sure. So, uh, Phil, when you asked me uh, which, which song it was going to be, I'm going to just tell everybody, take, give them a peek behind the curtain, because I said something and you were just like, that's exactly what I was thinking, too. And uh, I, I'd love for you to play Video Killed the Radio Star uh, by The Buggles. It is, uh, it's kind of perfect for where Pam Cut is, not to say that uh, anything is being, being killed. Cinema is, uh, you know, it takes many shapes and forms. And certainly, as we know right now, radio has uh, not been killed because if you're listening to this on X-Ray FM, uh, you certainly know that radio is, has not been killed by video.
So I, I, I dare any of our listeners not to have that song stuck in your head for the next few hours. Uh, that was Video Killed the Radio Star. I, this is Phil Bussey. It's the X-Ray FM's nonprofit happy hour. I'm talking to John Richardson, who is Associate Director of Creative Programs at Pam Cut, which is the new name, branding, incarnation of Northwest Film Center. John, I'm going to shift from the organization to you for just a little bit. Uh, As you mentioned before our music break, uh, you have a degree in film from Temple University. Uh, It's almost, you know, not to date you and not uh, not to give you an oh oh no moment, but that was almost 20 years ago. (laughs) Um, During that time, what has changed in film education? Because that is an important part of what Pam Cut does. What's changed in right. film education and what should change in film uh, education? That's a, that's a really great question because when you talk about film, I think that it really uh, puts it into one category, but there's more to cinema. I mean, I love using the word cinema because it doesn't really only mean film. And, you know, where I went to school, Temple University, there was a an emphasis on experimental film and, you know, pushing boundaries with what you can do. I mean, if you look at some of the other people who, who went there for, for film, you know, it's people like Tim and Eric who have kind of taken television, you know, Tim Heidecker and Eric Wareheim, who have taken television and kind of kicked it on its side a little bit. And I like to think that there's some sort of influence from uh, the education that we got at Temple University, uh, and I'm also proud to say that uh, there, you know, some of the other people at, from Temple University, you know, directors like Cheryl Dunier, uh, who directed The Watermelon Woman, uh, she, amongst many others, I should I should mention, you know, she also uh, taught there and and graduated from there, and I like to think that uh, in cinema studies right now or in in filmmaking right now there is an emphasis that's being put on alternate uh ways of viewing films whether they be uh virtual reality or augmented reality i i think that there's a lot that can be done with augmented reality and connecting people with the devices that connect them with the world and uh those are the things that Pam Cut is looking for, you know, those creators and finding those those younger voices, those new voices to, you know, really give them a platform. And uh, I, I'd love to see, you know, what's coming out of our uh, our institutions. I mean, not to say that you need to be going to a formal, uh, you know, higher education uh, college university, but um, there's so many different ways to learn now online or in person i I mean not to always be promoting but we do have our virtual classes (laughs) pamcut.org i'm so sorry i feel so salesman-y when i'm going into this but no no it's it's it's, it's, (laughs) people you know this is uh if somebody you know goes and takes the class uh because they heard it here that's that's fantastic that's that's what what we hope to to do is make those connections um, hey, I'm going to switch. We have a few more minutes left, and, I, and oh. I, I also want you to be a salesman here. You uh, produce a few podcasts. Tell me, give me the, give oh, me the quick elevator. Yeah, some let's hear homework. This. Well, I have one that does center around films, and that is, uh, it's called Ruined Childhoods. I do it with my brother Dan, and it's called Ruined Childhoods because it's all about remaking and rebooting movies and we take a look at cult and classic films and maybe just some that we really like and you know, 
talk about them through a, a current 2022 lens. I mean, we've been doing it for like three years now, so, you know, 2019 to 2022 lens. And um, seeing the things that we would want to change about them um, if they were to be brought back, or maybe they could be brought back as a breakfast cereal or a board game or something like that. You know, maybe it's not necessarily uh, a remake or a reboot or a sequel or anything like that. Maybe it maybe it is uh, a stage adaptation. You know, Boyan, that sounds like the perfect setup uh, for for closing out here. I want you to talk about the gooey eighties. <sighs> Yes. Which, <laughs> Pam Cut is presenting in June. Uh, um, yeah, let, let, let's hear about the gooey 80s. It's, oh, it's such I, a captivating title. Right. So uh, the, the full title is The Gooey 80s Transforming Bodies Effect and the Physicality of Practical Effects. And that's actually being uh, led by Donald Mosher, who we've partnered with on a lot of things and, and intend to partner with in the future. And Donald is a really fascinating creator and creative mind and um anybody who has been following what we've been doing the past few years might remember donald's name from the spectral transmissions uh co-laboratory presentation we did we call our uh, our classes and workshops and summer camps the co-laboratory and we we put it that way because uh we're all experimenting on this together, and we're all figuring things out as we go along, which is exciting. But no, the um, the GUI 80s is going to be uh, a really exciting. It's June four. It's Saturday. It's June fourteenth, twenty first, and twenty eighth. It's all online uh, from six to seven thirty p.m. And it's not just talking about practical effects from the eighties and body horror things, just as a this is how they did this, this is how they did that. But it's more about what it means and why these effects were done and uh, really talking about body transformation as a metaphor. Um, I mean, certainly a lot of these films, especially the ones in the 80s, were trying to tell uh, different stories, some of them maybe about uh, about HIV, AIDS, uh, or maybe there was something uh, well beyond that. And I'm really looking forward to finding out what Donald has in mind for this, uh, as well as um, the uh, the guest speaker who's going to be also with him, uh, Nelson Lowry, uh, who, who worked with uh, Tim Burton, Danny Boyle, Wes Anderson, um, also works with Leica. So uh, that's going to be a really cool class. Everybody should go to pamcut.org and, and sign up right away. <laughs> John Richardson is Associate Director of Creative Programs for Pam Cut. It's just so great to hear all the exciting things that are happening uh, with Pam Cut. And, and uh, thank you for sharing them. Thank you for having me. This was great. Absolutely. This has been the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is made possible by Beneficial State Bank, a certified B Corps that holds to what it calls a triple bottom line of social justice, environmental well-being, and economic sustainability. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our executive producer and editor is me, Carly Meisberger. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, or ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in.